Chapter 36 Plainview, Texas, Wednesday, 7.37 a.m. Central Standard Time Bill stared up at the ceiling, having been awake the better portion of the night with Poots scratching, farting, and snoring at his side. From time to time, he'd fall into a deep slumber and awake with a start, reaching for Marcy in the dark, impatiently awaiting further instruction from his uncle as his anxiety and paranoia only grew. He knew he was being used in some way, but had yet to put his finger on the how and the why of it. Perhaps it was just the transactional nature of the understanding between himself and his uncle that bothered him. Only receiving Phineas's assistance in finding Marcy after Bill helped him defeat the Sanders. Dragging himself from his sagging mattress, Bill casually reconned through the parted blinds of his bedroom window while scratching his nether regions. The neighborhood was abuzz with morning activities. Portly children shunted off to school with their backpacks full of packaged foods. Husbands and wives exchanging dry kisses before driving off in their sports utility vehicles. And the angry paperboy, striking dogs, cars, and grills at whim. Life moving on. Bill heard the distant whine of the city garbage truck and sprinted to the garage, pushing his trash bins to the curb where he came face to face with Jim, rushing to put out his own. Hello, Jim. Bill nodded coolly. Bill? Jim returned the curt nod, adding, You all right there, buddy? I guess. Bill shrugged noncommittally. Jim crossed his arms in front of his chest. Have you heard from Marcy? No, I haven't. And I don't guess I will, Bill conceded bitterly. Hmm. Well, I hope you know you can come to Alice and me for anything. Jim tilted his head sympathetically. His gaze focused over Bill's shoulder, systematically sweeping the interior of the Finkel's garage. Jim caught himself and smiled hollowly. Well then, off to work. Why don't you come by for cocktail Saturday, Bill? It'll do you good. The Morrisons are coming for dinner again. Bring a date. It'll be a gas. Bill grimaced. I don't know, Jim. I'm not really feeling social at the moment. Well, think about it. Might make some of that queso, bud, Jim offered. Bill waved distractedly at Jim's receding form and headed back inside, peeking from behind the living room curtains to ensure Jim actually left for work, his hand out his car window waving to Alice as he pulled away, like a dork. Generally, Alice would depart for her office a short while later, leaving Bill free from observation for the day. Scooping the last of the scrambled eggs into Poot's bowl, Bill froze when the doorbell rang, glancing down at his sweatpants uneasily. He made his way to the foyer, grabbing his cudgel from the umbrella stand, hefting it awkwardly at his side as he cracked the front door open cautiously, the chain lock still attached. Bill Finkel! The brown uniform of the UPS driver filled his narrow view, the driver looking questioningly towards the exposed eyeball visible in the crack of the door. Perhaps? The driver's shoulders drooped. If you are perhaps Bill Finkel, could you please sign for this? I can't leave this package without a signature. Bill held his right hand through the narrow space as the exasperated driver placed a stylus in his outstretched fingers, 
holding the electronic signature pad in front of him to sign. Thanks, dude. The driver slid a stiff envelope into Bill's outstretched hand. Bill slammed the door, impatiently ripping it open, his eyes traveling quickly over the yellowed paper inside. Bill, come immediately. Two days stay. Much to tell you. We must prepare. Uncle Phineas. There were scribbled coordinates beneath his great-uncle's signature and the carefully printed words Chateau Ciel in brown ink. Without further information, Bill took no chances when packing this time. Days earlier, he'd borrowed a wetsuit from a co-worker in preparation for this next trip, then purchased a well-reviewed waterproof backpack online, inside which he'd proactively stashed several pairs of casual khakis, two golf shirts, underwear, socks, and an extra pair of flip-flops. Poot stared dejectedly from her poof while Bill packed, a small smile on his lips as he fished out the doggy life jacket Marcy insisted on purchasing for a lake trip in a wasteful moment of whimsy and affixed it to Poot's lean frame, throwing a baggie of kibble into the backpack with her favorite squeaky ball. Bill locked the front door, drawing the blinds and turning the TV on before leading Poot to the clock where he punched in the coordinates with one hand, the other resting lightly on the dog's soft brindle head. Good girl. Boom. Whoosh.